we're back. Again. With episode five. Yeah, you. I'm here with Liam. And little Elia. Elia, Elia, who just woke up. And we're here recording the last episode of the year. Yep. On the last day of the year. <clears throat> Crazy. 2019 flew by. Yeah, it went 90. It did. Yeah, freaking crazy. I don't even know where tonight's gone. But I thought in New Year's Thirst, oh, we would do a um, a recap of 2019. I think it's been a pretty life changing year. <laughs> what do you think, Eddie? Has it been life changing? You smiling. <laughs> and uh, it's definitely been. The hardest year, the best year. Unbelievable. The craziest year. Unbelievable in both ways. Like it was great and it was hard. hard. Really hard. I agree. So let's dive into it. How did our twenty nineteen start? We, well, were, we were living, living with, with my mum. Yeah. Yeah. And we were searching for somewhere to live. Well, only for a little bit of the year we were living with so, my mum. Yeah. So on the seventh of January, we found our apartment. Mhm. Yeah. Oh. It was crapple. Uh, it wasn't that bad. It was just there was a lot of damp in the apartment. We were really desperate though to find somewhere. And it was really dark. Uh, if you live in Ireland, you know that the housing situation is crazy at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to find somewhere to live. Rent is through the roof. Yep. And it's just very difficult. So we found this place and we thought it was reasonably priced. It was a great location. We just did not realise that it had a massive damp problem. Yeah, there was a lot of damp and mould. It was freshly painted, so there was no way that we could have known. No. Um, but as the months went on, that became more apparent. But we started the new year with a... Strike a look, I'd say. Yeah. We were very happy to be out of my mom's house, and we were grateful that she took us in when she did. But we needed our own space. Yeah. Didn't we? Because you were coming, and then it was kind of pretty full on at the start of the year with moving in. Our stuff hadn't arrived yet from Canada, so we kind of we had nothing. <laughs> we had nothing. We had to go and get the bear essentials and borrow some bear essentials off people and yeah we didn't even have like a tv or no we had nothing anything we had absolutely nothing like we didn't even have forks and knives nothing no. we got a loan of all of that until our stuff arrived um but it was a good start to it i suppose you could say but um after <laughs> that i was looking for a job hey, excuse me which was very difficult. Yeah, kind of hard when you're pregnant. Yeah, because to put it into context, on in January I was 20 weeks. Yeah, because I remember it was my 20th birthday and I was 20 weeks pregnant. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was such a coincidence. So we turned 20, moved houses. Again? No, I'm talking about January. Oh. Yeah, it's crazy January. We finally settled into the new place a bit and we decided it was time to start finding things for baby. Kinda yeah, start the shopping. It was, I think you found it hard to shop for Elliot at the start. Yeah, because I kind of, I don't think I'd accepted it. 
No. So, and I was kind of worried about money because we weren't very financially stable at the time. So I was kind of like, let's break up the cost. Yeah. Let's break up the cost and buy things slowly. Buy them bits, yeah. Yeah, because when you have a new baby, there's a lot to buy. Yeah, you need a lot of stuff. Oopsies. Here. Play with your blocks. Good sound test. This is the Elliot Block ASMR. Wow. <laughs> the first, I'd say, three months of the year were the hardest. Yeah, because it was also winter, so it was dark. Yeah. Do you find them hard? You were in my belly. I don't think there was much hard about that. It was nice and cozy. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, the, the dark nights and dark mornings and you being in work all day and me just having nothing to do and getting ready for the baby that we were not ready for at all uh, yeah it felt like you're preparing for a battle that you knew you weren't going to win yeah. that would be the best way I could describe it the first thing was rehearsed yeah. then in March mid March I think I was 32 weeks or so and I had some spotting Mm-hmm. and that was very scary yeah turned out to be nothing thankfully um, but I did have to get admitted to the hospital for a night nearly two well it was, it was a day and a half I was admitted mm-hmm. um, and yeah it was oh you can't play with that honey that's the cable that was really scary I think that night was a big kind of reality check for the two of us about how much she still can't get the cable (laughs) how much we actually cared about the baby I'm not saying that we didn't before but it made us realise how attached we were already I think Yeah, we were both so worried there was like I suppose our parent instincts kind of kicked in full swing yeah without even you realising just kind of happens yeah definitely and then after that I find the like first six months of the year really dragged. Yeah. After that, it was first eight. six months felt as long as a year. Yeah, pretty much. Then the last six months just felt like two weeks. Mhm. We didn't have a baby shower or anything like that because we didn't really know that many people in Galway. No, we also just a baby shower and more tariffs. Not really. It was a lot. Looking back, I wish I would have had a baby shower, but at I the same could time, not have been hauled. Yeah, you might not have. Well, I'm just I like, really uh, liked this, it. Is, this is a podcast where we share each other's opinions. I know. This is my I opinion. I respect your opinion, and that's and yours, and mine's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Liam. Comment if you think that we should have had a podcast. A podcast, <laughs> a, a baby shower. Because um, this isn't a podcast. This is just shit show <laughs> April I think oh, was the most financially word. stressful month we were really worried about money and equipment yeah but thankfully I got a job in April yep so that was good at least that was sorted that was a big relief kind of really helped in getting the last bits for a baby and feeling like we could enjoy ourselves a bit more go out for a couple of coffees yeah you know, do a couple things together before we prepared for D Day. 
literally. Quite literally, yeah. <laughs> so April felt like forever. May felt even more like forever. Forever. Because if you've gone overdue, you know that every day that you go overdue is a year. It's long. So May was a pretty quiet month. I went to Peru for the first time, I think, at the end of April or the start of May. Um, and that was good. Yeah, good it definitely helped with my loneliness because I struggled a lot with loneliness when we moved back. And then, lo and behold, on the 4th of June, I had a hospital appointment. My last one. And I was supposed to get induced on the 6th. But the doctor decided to induce us on the 5th. Yep. And on the 6th, Elliot was born. And we'll do a birth story separately. Yeah, we'll do one. But on the 5th, basically, when we left the... Oh, sorry, on the 4th, when we left the doctors, and they said that we'd be induced the next day. In the morning. Yeah, it was literally... My appointment was at, like, half one. Yep. And... They were like, yeah, so we're just going to induce you tomorrow at half eight. <laughs> so then we went home and packed we were the, like, Then we went home and packed the hospital bag. The hospital bag that we hadn't packed even though I was a week overdue. <laughs> yeah. um, that would have been an absolute nightmare if you went into labour and I was there yeah. left by myself to try and pack that bag. Well, actually, the month before, when I was 36 weeks, I thought my waters broke and we had nothing packed. Remember that? Vaguely. And then we kind of packed a, a bit. A half bag. Yeah, a half hospital bag. But was, anyway, we yeah. we went for our last lunch in one of our favourite restaurants. Popperidge, shout out if you'd like to sponsor us. <sighs> yeah, we wouldn't mind that at all. <laughs> uh, we went to Popperidge, very pregnant me, and very anxious you, and I very anxious me. Absolutely bricked it. And, uh, yeah. Went home, packed the hospital bag, baked a brown bread. Made alubias. Made alubias. So I'd have food. And went to bed. Actually didn't see anything at all because... Oh my god. <laughs> when you're 41 weeks pregnant. I think we actually have a Tupperware in the freezer that still has alubias in it. Oh, we need to throw that out. They are definitely gone off. Oh, it's in the freezer. be grand. It will not be grand. Went into the hospital... Got induced. Had a baby. Had a baby. Came home with the baby. That was an interesting first two weeks with a baby. Yep. Uh, was the hardest time was the first two weeks. After that, you kind of adjust, as we've said in previous episodes. Um. But yeah, after June, our life was forever changed. Yeah. We were no longer two, we were three. And we had to learn how to... Cope with no sleep. Cope with no sleep, yeah. And live as a family. Yeah. Which has been pretty easy. It has been the best experience ever. When I refer to 2019, the first six months were probably one of the hardest six months of our life. Yeah. They were extremely well, the first long, seven, first seven extremely months. Extremely depressing extremely lonely and then from june onwards it's yeah. just blown back anyway when elia came it became very apparent to us that we needed to move house we 
It wasn't healthy. It wasn't healthy. It was. It was gra- It was fine for the two of us. Yeah, if if you were you working adults, you'd survive there fine. But it's just not what you want for a newborn baby. No. We didn't have enough room for everything. The mold was getting worse because it was a very humid summer. We had two dehumidifiers, three dehumidifiers. Three. Running in the house most of the time. So our electricity bill was... Ridiculous. Insane. Absolutely ridiculous. Put it into perspective. Our electricity bill now is four times cheaper. Yeah. Four times cheaper. Which is crazy because we live in a a house now. And we were in a two-bed apartment. We were in a two-bed apartment and now we're in a... Three-bedroom house. Yeah. You could say four. Mm. Uh, I have a garage. Yeah. It's not really a bedroom. But yeah, no, it was insane. Insane. So we began a house hunt. Then we had a wedding in August, which was interesting with the baby. It it wasn't that bad. No, it was great because I got to go up to the room and just watch movies. Yeah, exactly. Well, I was in the room most of the time as well. I escaped for an hour here or there, but mostly we were in the room together. The wedding was in August, and come September, we heard about a house from the, family. She threw the two blocks. Yeah. I know, yeah. We heard about a house from a family, family friend. Yeah. And we didn't think it was going to work out at first. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a bit iffy still. And it was, yeah, it wasn't set in stone. No. And then it went quiet for about six weeks, nearly. Well, we heard at the end of August. And then it went quiet until the end of September. And then on the... Yeah, so it was about a month. Yeah, I think... We didn't hear anything. Maybe the 20... In the early 20th of September, we came to see the house. Yeah. And that was it. It was a done deal. Came in the door and we're like, yep, this thanks. This is perfect. We'll take it. Thank you <laughs> when very do you much. Want, when do you want to deposit in the first month's rent? So we did that. And on the 26th of September, we got the keys. Yep. And then it was Liam's birthday, which we spent. Where did we spend it? Uh, Budapest. Oh, that was great fun. We were so nervous before. Oh my goodness! When Elliot was about a month old, I had this mad urge to book a holiday because I said 2019 has been hard enough. There's no way I'm not traveling in 2019 because we love to travel, and you know if we don't travel, we're in cottonless rut. And it'll be harder to travel with baby. It's better to just get it over and done with the first time and get rid of the fear. Bite the bullet. Exactly. So I booked a holiday to Budapest because flights were really cheap. I said, Ryanair is the best. So I booked these really cheap flights and we saw that the accommodation was quite cheap as well. So we said, <laughs> off we go to Budapest now. Mm-hmm. And off we went. Great fun. And Highly recommend Budapest. It was great. It was so much fun. It was exactly what we needed. Yep. We got away for a few days and flight with the baby. It was her first flight was three hours long, which isn't an extremely long flight, but it isn't a short flight it's, either. No, it's a decent start. Yeah, flight. it's a it's a nap and wake time flight. Yeah. Which is <laughs> challenging with the baby. But Ellie was completely fine. She barely cried. On the way over there. No. I don't think she cried at all, actually. Nope. And then... On oh, the and way then, back, we, then we got a taxi from oh, yeah, the airport to our Airbnb. 
and she was just not having any of it and it was a good 45 minute taxi yeah god it was intense <laughs> oh it's so funny but uh, it was worth it i mean it was great value for money yeah and it was like a bus beautiful taxi with other people beautiful in it. city did you already say what the taxi no no yeah, it's a beautiful city, beautiful people, so lovely. Yeah, so they're really, really nice. Baby. You know, people are really, like really Like, letting helpful. you skip the queue. Yeah, everything, like. Like, even the courtesy of, like, holding the door for you and, like, all of that kind of stuff. Asking if they need, if you need help carrying anything. And yeah. If you'd like us to do a podcast on tips on traveling with a baby, we would be more than happy to do that. Yeah, or you could do Please. Instagram. Yeah, I can Please. do an Instagram stories or an Instagram live or whatever. Whatever day you want me to know. Because I don't think a podcast would probably... No, you're not going to get... No. no. But uh, we can share some tips on there. <clears throat> I think the main hacks of travelling with a baby are... Don't travel right now. <laughs> Why? Why do you travel There's just no room. Well, yeah, but you're just tall. I suppose. Uh, here. Do you want some milk? I'm coming. Um, I think that my main tips for traveling with a baby anyway, just quickly, would be if you have a baby carrier, bring yeah. the baby carrier and the car seat, because yeah. it means you can get a cab if you're stuck, and if baby doesn't want to be in the car seat, you can just throw them in the carrier, and you have a lot more freedom with the carrier than you do with the stroller. Yeah. We actually climbed up to the Citadel with the car seat, the pram, mm-hmm. and, well, our car seat clips into the pram, so we had the, the wheels of the pram, the car seat, and I had Elio strapped onto me. I'll be sharing a picture of that on the Instagram later, so. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. It was so much fun. It I was, did... like, we were about what we thought halfway up when we were like, screw it, we may as well go up to the top. And really, we might have been a quarter, if that. Yeah. But we made it, and it was so worth the view. It was incredible. So worth it. But yeah, they're doing my main tips. Do you have any survival tips for traveling with baby? Relax. Yeah, just chill. Just, yeah. Enjoy Because if you're going to be all worked up and they're anxious and annoyed and stressed, it's going to pass on. So, don't. Exactly. And... The whole point of a holiday is to relax and enjoy it. Yeah, just go for somewhere new. The flight back wasn't so good. She cried in the landing pretty badly. Yeah, I think her ears her were ears at her. Her ears were at her and she didn't want to breathe and she didn't want to stay awake. She didn't want anything. But it was still worth it. Like, she didn't cry for that long. It was mainly just the landing. Like, it felt yeah. forever because obviously your baby cries at the airport forever. Yeah, time yeah. goes by 150 yeah. times slower. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Then after that, after Budapest, it was Halloween. Yep. Halloween was pumpkin. great fun. <laughs> we carved a pumpkin and we put her inside for a picture and it was so much fun. What we'll do is we'll upload kind of yeah, a we're picture gonna do the, for each kind of thing we talked about. Yeah, we're going to so do like, like a 2019 kind of highlights on Instagram. Share a few of our moments, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, kind of the main topics that we've talked about in this. Yeah, it give you guys a snapshot into our lives, I guess. A snapshot, not a snapchat. I said a snapshot. I guess we'll hear when we listen to that. Yeah, we can play it back. <laughs> um, but yeah. And then we went to Amsterdam. 
that um it wasn't planned holiday it was the last day of pain with family and yeah i think it was good that we were able to do those two holidays close together because i think it's safe to say we had no fear of flying to baby now no and like the two of us are well traveled anyway so yeah it was kind of expected that we would have gone on a holiday this year well i think because both of us like to travel so much we try and go to a new a new country every year we try a new country every year and we've we've done that so far yeah but i think you're just a little bit behind it helped us a lot to realize that our life wasn't over with having a baby that we could still travel if we wanted to and that it is easy to travel with a baby there is nothing that i don't know why people are like Oh geez, you're awful brave for traveling with the baby. Yeah, well, what you mean? Like, I remember a few people coming up to us, and well, we were going to Amsterdam actually, and they were like, "Oh, good luck to you." And I was like, "Well, we already went to Budapest, and she'll be fine." Yeah. So why would she not be fine in Amsterdam? I mean, yeah. You know. Uh, people just fear longer. One hundred percent. So, just don't listen to shit. And travel if you want to travel. Yeah, do what you want to do. And like it's so cheap for baby flights that you may as well make the most of it because then you have to pay for a full ticket. Yeah. My yeah. friend always says that to me. Her child is older now and she's always like, Oh, I wish I would have travelled more when they were a baby. Because yeah. now it's more expensive. Because at least then when they get older they'll be like, Mom, I wanna go to France You'll be like, Well, you've been to France. So why do you wanna go again? <laughs> <laughs> Mom, I wanna go to Hungary And you're like you're always hungry. Yeah, it was very fitting that Elliot's first country was Hungary. Because she is always hungry. And the first city was Budapest because she has a belly, a belly like Buddha. <laughs> she does. She has With a little Buddha belly, huh? You're okay, huh? Really good now. Yeah. And Amsterdam was good. It was cold and Elliot had a cold. It was raining. It was raining. We all got sick. Yeah. Well, not on the holiday, but when we're back, back. we're all sick for like two weeks. But it was fine. Yeah, it was. It was alright. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't push to go back to Amsterdam again. No, no, I didn't like going to Budapest. Um, It was not like like the architecture and the Van Gogh Museum. Van Gogh Museum was really cool. Um, didn't get to go to the Rijks, but it'll still be there next time we go to Amsterdam. If we ever go there. Oh, we will. I'm sure. But, uh, yeah. No, it was fun. Oh, I f- we forgot to talk about vaccines. Ellie had her vaccines as well, obviously, this year. Yep. That was, I was actually pretty scared for the vaccines, not going to lie. It was actually something that I was dreading from when I was pregnant up until the day she got her vaccines. And she turned out to be completely fine. Like, mm-hmm. just gave her cowpaw when she needed it. And that was it. She was fine. Yeah, didn't get autism or anything. Well, you wouldn't know that anyway now. Well, there's the whole shit about yeah, vaccines cause autism. Anti-vaxxers. If you're an anti-vaxxer. It's so retarded. If you're you an anti-vaxxer, fuck off. Leo. You can. You're, you're pretty yeah. much putting your child up for a death sentence if you don't yeah. vaccinate them. Is that what they would mean if you're an anti-vaxxer? And yes, that's my opinion, but that's also the World Health Organization's factual opinion. Yes. So get on your shit. And vaccinate your child. Um. Like when Elvis went on TV 
and got his polio vaccination. The amount of people went from 1% of people being vaccinated to 80%. What? That's insane. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, that was just in the there States. There you go. Well, isn't it mainly in the States that people don't vaccinate their kids? I don't know. But yeah. Then, I forgot to say what moving was like as well. Jeez, this podcast is a mess. When is Moving it? was fine. Our family's helped a lot, so we did okay. Yeah, we just called in a load of people and were like, right. We got it all done. Help us, day. get it done. And there was no beer either for anyone. <laughs> yeah. I just remember that. Because we just were we completely just unorganized. <laughs> yeah. And it wasn't that bad, to be fair. Elliot settled pretty quickly. Yeah, she was grand. She and then was. after Amsterdam, we came back. And then it was pretty much nearly the middle of November. Mm-hmm. And then my maternity leave ended. I started working from home, which has been it's been fine. Yeah, it's been it's had its moments. It's had its challenging moments, but you're getting on. All in all, you get used to it. <clears throat> Excuse me. People, you just have to do it. I mean, yeah. I'm lucky enough to be in a position where I can work from home and I would not complain about it. No. No. And, and I'm going to start this month. We started sleep training her. Yep. And that's been going. Well, it's been going. It's She's doing good. I'd say I'd give her uh, B minus. She's doing fine. She's great at going to sleep herself at night. She, um, what? <laughs> <laughs> she's great at going to sleep herself at night but once it hits about 4 or 5 in the morning Is that the she just wants to come into our bed <laughs> but I know that's completely my fault as well yeah it is and your fault I've done it once it's both her fault it's Joy's fault I just love cuddling her, okay? Yeah, I love sleeping more than six hours. It's very rare that she sleeps six hours. (laughs) I mean, in total, throughout the whole night. It's a rare occasion. Ellie likes to wake up at six o'clock in the morning, so she's ready for the day. But that's fine. I don't mind getting up at six o'clock in the morning. If I've had more than, like, five hours sleep. Yeah. Well, I think as well... Can you just go for a drink of that, please? Oh, yeah. A Zanka? I think as well... Sleep training has helped in more aspects than just, you know, her sleeping. Yes, she sleeps better during the night now. Yes, she also does wake up earlier, which is a bit annoying, but it is what it is. We deal with it. But she's not feeding every hour anymore, which is great for me. She's a lot more content during the day because she's a lot better rested. Like, all in all, she's happy. Yeah, she's doing... Way better. It's made a big difference. She sleeps better during the day. Oh, she sleeps way better. And if you've been following my stories, I kind of did... I think the last update I did was when she was like two weeks old. Two weeks old. But we've been doing it for two weeks. But... It's kind of plateaued from there. It hasn't plateaued completely, but there's been very little change. And there's still things that we need to work on as parents in terms of training. Yeah, like why she isn't sleeping through the night is down to us, not to her. Well, yeah, when we say sleeping through the night, we don't mean, like, we won't feed her or anything like that. If she wakes up and I know that she's thirsty, I will 100% feed her. 
if I don't think that she's hungry and I give her the cigar and she's not settling, I'll then try to feed her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't just leave her to cry endlessly at all, don't we not? No, we check on you. And we give you love when you need love. And we give you food when you need food. But I can say now that when we put her to bed at seven, by five past seven, she's asleep. 90% yeah. of the night. Yeah. It's incredible. Yeah. She doesn't even cry. Nope. I read her her story and she knows it's bedtime. She just conks. She Not a single it. tear. Um, and she's more comfortable in her cot mm. than she was now. <coughs> yeah, you love your cot, don't you? <coughs> and you're in your own room? Yeah. Um, yeah, we also discovered while sleep training that Elia sleeps better when we're not in the room. Yeah, we realised this after she'd wake up at maybe half one, two in the morning, and she'd need a bit of a top up, and she wouldn't go back to sleep if we were still in the bedroom, because so she better. obviously could hear us or smell us or whatever, it, whatever was. it was. She was getting so excited, she was like... Yeah, she was like, right, to sleep. I'm ready for the day. So... We'd have to go into the spare bedroom and lie there until she fell asleep and then creep back into our bed. Or <laughs> fall asleep in the other room. Well, that only happened once. Well, that was I mainly fell asleep in that room. Yeah, I went back. But we decided eventually, and I actually, not going to lie, I actually struggled with that. I struggled putting her into her own room. But it was what needed to be done. And I called it, like, yeah. within two days. Two days. Of starting sleep and training, I was like, she's going to need to go into her own room because she's I, picking up our yeah. presence. I was talking to other people about it and quite a few people actually said the same thing, that they moved their babies at six, seven months because of the exact same reason. So maybe their baby needs that. Maybe they don't. Everybody's yeah. different. That was our opinion. And if you don't agree with it, I don't really care because it's working for us and our baby is much happier for it and we're happier. Like... And we're pretty confident in that she's safe in there, you know, she's... Oh, 100%. Sleeps with a grow bag, no, sleeps with nothing else in the car. No anxiety with her sleeping in her own room. No. Like, zero. And she's right next to us, we've got the baby monitor. Even if we didn't have the baby monitor, we can still hear her perfectly fine. Yep. And she's happier, and we're happier. Yeah. Um. And, yeah, then it was Christmas, Elia's first Christmas, yep. which has been, was very nice. On the 24th, I'm half Spanish, so we did the 24th with my family and celebrated all of that. And then on the 25th, Liam's parents came to the house and his granddad and we did a dinner, which was really nice and kind of just been enjoying family time. I haven't been very active on the Instagram because of that. I've just really been... Food, family and alcohol. <laughs> yeah, we've just been, you know, taking in every minute with Elia and playing with her and enjoying yeah, like, the fact that Liam's off work for two weeks. You're not going to get back your kids first christmas no so and enjoy it yeah exactly so just take it all in and take a break off social media it's worth it definitely worth oh, it it's a waste of time it can be yeah but yeah we've had a really enjoyable christmas it's been pretty stress-free we are very laid-back easygoing people i think so yeah we just kind of we've been eating lots of food and chilling out and walking spending time with family and all those fun things and now it's new year's and tomorrow's a new year and tomorrow's a new year it's a new decade 
I'm 21 in a week and a half. Maybe you won't need glasses for me tomorrow. Oh, I don't have glasses. Yeah, you never know. Why would I not need glasses for tomorrow? I bet you figured that one out. Well, oh, 2020. <laughs> wow, wow. Took you long enough. Anyway. But 2019 was a good one. Yeah, it was great. So what would you say your favourite moment's been? Apart from Elia being born, obviously. Uh, Her laughing on my birthday. Oh, that was amazing. Oh, we forgot to mention that when we were in Budapest for Liam's birthday, Elia also laughed for the first time. And it was the most <laughs> heartwarming moment ever. It was so cool. And when you smiled for the first time, that was pretty heartwarming too. When you gave me a kiss for the first time. When you ate my jumper like you're doing right now. When you took a poo on the changing mat and it went so far it hit the pillows. On the wall. Yeah. There's probably stains on that apartment's walls. No, I wiped them. Um, But yeah, it's been a good one. I'm thankful for it. And... That was 2019. That was 2019. And what are your hopes for the new year as a family? To not have to buy a new mic would be nice. <laughs> yeah, to not lose our microphone. Thank you, Elia. Um, I think as a family, one of our goals is to be more sustainable in the yeah, new year. Yeah. Um, we're swapping over to reusable nappies. Yep. Cloth nappies. And... I'm making our own butter. We'll ma- we, we make our own butter. We make... We make a lot of things ourselves. We don't buy biscuits or cakes. No, or make them all. We make it all ourselves. And then we're going to try and make bread maybe once mm. a week or so, depending we're, on how we feel. Yeah, we're quite good at cooking. Liam, especially, is incredible at cooking. So we're just going to try and be more self sufficient, I think. Yeah. Like, in a way. And like every. Like eat less processed stuff. Especially now that Elia's eating, you know, we're very careful with what she eats and yeah. I think what we eat is obviously going to affect her as well. So Yeah, like you are what you eat. 100%. So if you're eating piles of crap, you're going to feel like crap. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that's our major goal as a family. Be more sustainable, be healthier and be more positive. Live long and prosper. Live long and prosper and happy 2020. Mm-hmm. Happy 2020, everyone. And thank you so much for listening. I'm yeah. really glad that we started this podcast. It was... I think it was a good achievement for yeah, I think 2019. Was good thing we came out of it. And Liam is... We've decided is going to be an official co-host. He'll be here whenever we don't have a guest. Oi! Confusing the cable. Yeah. Stop I licorice. think, you know... This is our journey, and it wouldn't be our journey if I didn't share it with Liam because <laughs> he's kind of a part of it. So that's the best thing. And I think my next episode, well, we've got two coming up. We've got the birth story coming up, yeah, and we've got a postpartum episode coming up. And after that, we'll just kind of go with the flow, guys. If anyone wants to come on and talk about anything that is important to you as a parent or talk about your experience or if you're a young parent and you want to come on here and tell your story or even if you're not a young parent and you want to tell your story yeah like there's discord skype or yeah or whatever. we can even meet up whatever um we oh yeah that'd be cool go on holiday somewhere yeah meet record them. a podcast and 
I can't stress this enough. The whole reason that I created this podcast was to give young parents a voice. But I guess my main goal for it is to connect parents. Well, yeah, not even connect them, but... Give parents a platform. And help. By connect, I mean put us all on the same level. And, oh, okay, know. I get you. Yeah, you don't mean like... No. Yeah, I get you. So, if you have anything you want to share, contact me on Instagram. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, go give us a follow. It's a baby podcast. And if you don't listen to the podcast, well, I'm sorry for you. Okay? How would <laughs> someone know that if you just said it at the end of the podcast? Jeez, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I make no sense now. Anyways, happy 2020. I hope this year's your year. Thank you for listening. We love you all. We'll see you next year. And we'll see you next year with another podcast.